it's long been my opinion that culture kills. Let's just keep me free. So many people are so steeped in a culture. We can't realize that that culture is destroying us and the environment around us. People like to celebrate culture. And I understand that. But I think what we don't understand about culture is that in the, the very nature of culture is very uh, spiritual. Culture in itself is the result of the spirit's influence in humanity's life. There's no culture on the face of the earth that has not been influenced by spirits or by a spirit. See, the Jewish nation was influenced by a spirit, by the spirit of Elohim, by the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's a spiritual influence. There's no culture... There's no people on the face of the earth that are not subject to the spirits. There's no place you can go on this earth that you won't find the influence of spirits. You could be on an island. You could be in the mountains. You'll find that the spirits have an influence. What do you mean? People mark themselves. They mark their territory. They mark the places and the things that have brought them success. And they mark the places and the things that have brought them destruction. And the accumulation of this information creates a mindset of the acceptance of a culture. A way that doesn't just necessarily involve the spiritual relationship to the physical but the physical relationship to the spiritual uh, it's in my opinion that when we signed on to a different agreement when we signed the contract of disobedience and rebellion a separate culture came with that disobedience and rebellion A different kind of mindset and in this different kind of mindset yes we want good we want things that are good we want prosperity we want things that that perpetuate ourselves within the culture and the culture within us I think many of the spirits that have taken control of groups of people continue to perpetuate their culture their particular culture on the nature of the people and people can oftentimes be living the cultures of gods. Fallen angels. Fallen angels. Angels that have fell from their first position and are now subject to this realm because they can't go home. You know, spirits that left their first estate can't go home. They can't knock on daddy's door and ask for forgiveness. 
because there's no flesh atonement for that rebellion. It says without blood, there's no forgiveness. There's no, without the shedding of blood, it must be a sacrifice. So those spirits that have aligned themselves with the cultures of people and that produce cultures within groups of people, in my opinion, are all spirits that fell from a first estate. Now they must try to establish another kingdom because they can't go home. Baal is a God that fell and can't go home. He can't return to the Father of God. fallen God do when he can't go home? What does a God do when he can't return to the father of gods? What does a God do when it's forever judged? Where does it find sympathy? Where does a God that's forever judged to be in rebellion against the God of gods? Where does it go to find sympathy? Where does it go to find relief? Where does it go to find temporary satisfaction? So it too wants to be like the most high God, so it requires blood, but not for forgiveness. See, the blood that the gods of this world require is not for forgiveness. It's not on to forgiveness. The blood that the gods of this world, of this universe require. Is the only resemblance, the only resemblance, the only true resemblance of the God that they left. Because the blood that these gods require came from the Most High. And they're trying to get close to the Father 
by demanding the blood he created in his creation. And that's why you sacrifice your children. That's why you make them pass through the fire. That's why you destroy them with molestation and transformation. Because the blood that the gods of this world require is a failed attempt by the gods to stake their last claim of hope to be redeemed. I don't think anybody's hearing this message. There's a delusion in the God world that this blood will save them. That's the big lie among the gods. Under the delusion that the blood of humanity the delusion that the blood of humanity will satisfy their debt. Because they read somewhere, you know, God's enemy reads. They read somewhere that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. There's no sin that can be blotted out without it being smeared with blood. For the remission of sin. So somewhere they read that and figured that maybe they could, through their force of will, accumulate enough. to potentially tip the scales back in their favor, delusional. Let this be a private conversation. So you see the cultures of this world are dipped in the blood of the spirits that's seeking to return home, to seeking to return to some Thing that they missed, that they yearned for. And I'm going to say this to you. Even a demonic spirit yearns. It yearns. It knows that it has left its first estate. And it yearns. But the yearning turns hatred forward. There's no love in their yearning. 
There's no desire for repentance in a spirit's yearning. See, I, I, I yearned for repentance that my first contract might be torn up. That my first agreement might be annulled. I knew I was living under a death contract. I knew I was living under the penalty of death. My father died. His father died. There's no reason that I won't die. I'm living under a curse. The first contract that was signed was with death. This is not the first death culture. So you living in a death culture. You sing about it. Death of family. Death of love. Death of hope. Death of the individual and glorification. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching four minutes and a half, so I know I only got 18. That's a spirit. Everybody now wants to be their own God. That's a spirit. See, when people talking about, I want to live my truth. That's a spirit. There's a difference between knowing your truth and then asking the Lord what his truth is. And then humbling yourself, like, Lord, give me your truth. That's a difference. But we want to live out our truth. That's a God. That's you becoming your own God. It's finally happened. Everybody now is their own God. Everybody now opinion is more important than anyone else's. So we all have the most important opinions about everything. That's a God. You don't seek to ration out what you feel about how you think. It's your God now. Your feelings are your God. This modern day humanity. See, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve felt a certain way. When they looked at the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. See, they, they felt a certain way. It made them feel a certain way. 
They didn't know it was going to be good for their body. It just looked that way. It appealed to them that way. You shall become what? Like God, being your own God. Is that, is that what we've, we've reached that level of universal Godhood for everyone? Now, the little baby in the stroller is a little God. He controls what you do. Little six-year-old smacks you and cusses you out because that he's expressing his truth. He's a God. Boy looks in the mirror and says, no. And transitions because that's what it feels like. That's a God. Onto themselves. So now what you find out in society and humanity is you have everyone is in their godhood. They're not, they're not very good at it. Because you think about everyone being in their godhood, you understood the nature of fallen gods. They tend to consume each other. They, they, they're in competition for the will and the blood of humanity. This group of gods over here are in competition with that group of gods over there. How many pints of blood, how many gallons of blood, how many rivers of blood can we accumulate for ourselves? That's the value. That's the currency. That's the point system to the gods of this world. How many babies can we destroy? How many children can we molest? How many women can we rape? How many boys can we turn into killers? Because we need the blood. How many songs can we sing that motivate them to kill more? Because we need the blood. Step in my time frame right now. That's why the great God provided his own sacrifice. He don't need the sacrifice of your sons. He don't need the sacrifice of your daughters. He don't need you to... Abort your unborn children to satisfy his needs. He provided his own sacrifice. What you got to say about it? The Lord Jesus Christ is his own sacrifice unto his God. To solve the matter, to finish the issue. The blood of animals was just only a a preview of what needed to come. The blood of an animal was never meant to take away sin of a people. Only a man 
birthed of his blood. See, Jesus Christ has the blood of his father inside of him. Don't you got the blood of your father inside of you? Say, no man take my life, but I lay it down. I know where I come from and I know where I'm going. Let's launch out a little deeper. Launch out a little deeper. Push away from the shore just a little bit. 